tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm! Ma'am, welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I am here to rock. There we go. My trusty, trusty friend and co-host. To know him is to love him. Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Xavier, word on the street is we don't smoke the same is going global. It's global. Everyone's smoking. I hear you're the number one weed podcast in Ghana. Oh, 100%. Congratulations. <laughs> and on the one and two, we have my good friend. Johnny Woodard, a.k.a. Johnny Nice. How's it going, brother? Johnny, how are you? Good, man. Uh, just living that living that L.A. life out here. You know? How's that going, Johnny? How's the L.A. life going? You're fucking working out? You're doing CrossFit? You're bleaching your b-hole? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just finally, I'm able to walk again, finally, without a without a boot on. So I'm, Oh, I'm so I saw out. you limping over. I'm like, that guy wants it. It sucks, man. <laughs> it still sucks. Yeah. It sucks, Johnny. So like I'm here. getting calf cramps and shit now. It's are you gonna have like one leg super developed because you've been using it more, <laughs> dude? I went through the first week. My left leg, which is the non-injured leg, was shredded, so sore, bro. Shredded. It was so sore, yeah. Shredded. Are you, is your lady giving you foot massages? No, no. What? No. Jesus. No, I, I mean, uh, you, she, she's afraid to touch it. Oh, she is. Yeah, because it—if you touch it the wrong way, it just hurts. Women really usually love to poke those things. It's like they're just their thing, dude. Yeah, I know what you mean. She's not like that. She's not a poker. No, she, she's not a prodder. <laughs> I do the poking in our relationship. Damn, Johnny, this is a Christian podcast. Keep it clean. Guys, listen, man, a lot of things are going on. Uh, if you want to see me live, I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina. Holla at your boy. North Carolina, I will be there. I will be at uh, Good Nights in Raleigh. I have two openers that I love very much. John Toll will be featuring, and Jessica Wellington will be opening. She's from the Comedy Store. And uh, John is uh, got a really great conspiracy podcast. So come grab those tickets. Now, they we're not doing a Friday night late show because the city won't let us dance. Okay. It's kind of like Footloose at this point. Okay. So we're only doing Thursday, Friday, two shows Saturday, which to me is the greatest thing ever. Okay. So please come and rock hard. All right. Rock hard. And then the first weekend in March, I am in uh, New Jersey. At the Dojo of Comedy, Tiff's Comedy Club. Come to hang out. Myself, Howie Dewey from the Cash Daddies, and Tino Sanchez, who is always sending me videos about Trump is going to finally come back and take over the administration. So, no, I'm like, he's going to hopefully he enjoys that. Uh, Tino and I have been buying gold and silver because the crash is coming, everybody. It's coming. It's coming. Silver, you're doing well there. Silver is way up. Yeah, I bought some silver. Record high, silver. I got silvers, dog. 
I'm holding. And if you want to know shit, go to CashDaddies.com. People are talking about Come the Cash Daddies. Go to CashDaddies.com. Don't go. I mean, there's no website, but now it's it's going to be listed on uh, iTunes, Stitcher. It's the Comedy Investment Show. That's a great show to check out. People really love it. I also have a show called Zero. It is available on Rockfin alone. Rockfin.com slash zero it is a spiritual podcast. I mean, if there's ever a time to get spiritual, it is now. After all this crazy stuff going on, look inside, and that's kind of what this show helps you with. Uh, if you're on Rockfin, you can also get my other show, The Grace of All Time, which is a Grace of All Time sports talk. We're actually uh, going to interview Larry Johnson, the running back, about how occult the uh, Super Bowl is. That will be out this week Rockfin.com well. slash greatest, R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash greatest. Yep, slash greatest. So uh, check that out. I'm very excited about that. And then my Conspiracy Social Club show with my good friend Brian Callen. I am just balls deep in that boy's ass and uh, just crushing him. So if you want to watch a Conspiracy conspiracy Theorist Crush a Sheep, come check it out. It's a lot of fun. I love Brian Callen with all my heart. Also, we just did a new Broken Sim. Uh, it's already available on the Patreon if you want to check that out. Patreon.com slash Broken Simulation. Should soon be available at samtriplee.com. You're at able to get all of it all the, the universe free stuff of sam Tripoli podcast should finally be in one place right. and tell them where they can get tinfoil hat now since youtube's on our ass too okay so here's what's gonna happen we have we have made a decision it's not final yet but i'm leaning towards it that uh youtube basically does not want tinfoil hat on youtube so I'm really enjoying it on Rockfin, and I'm really enjoying it on Odyssey. So we have decided that we're going to take YouTube off. Uh, we're going to take Tim Fall Hat off YouTube, and we're going to just exclusively have it on SamTripoli.com, Rockfin.com, and Odyssey, and probably BitChute as well. On oh, Patreon, no ads for those people that complain oh, yeah, about yeah, Patreon. Yeah. No ads on there. So listen, some of you guys don't like the ads in the show. We are now featuring ad-free on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash uh, Hat. So check that out. But back to the show. Uh, you can get the show for free. You will always get Timfall Hat for free. It will be available on the internet for free. It's just YouTube doesn't like it. They just gave me a, a strike for a twerking video. Twerking in politics where girls twerk and I do political rants. It's literally meant to be the dumbest content ever made, right? It's so dumb. So why why is it done? Are you telling me you can't have twerking videos on YouTube? YouTube would be lighter if they took down all the twerking videos, right? So it's like, what are we doing? So it's just, here's the thing, man. I love the, I love the Swarm, and the Swarm really gets it. But you guys just got to understand that YouTube, I got to get it off there. Because I, I want to do stand-up comedy, and I want to put my specials on YouTube. And I don't want them to ban me for life like they have some people. Because I want to put my specials on there. And I have Broken Sim. I have Cash Daddies that I'd like to be on there well because they're not conspiracy shows. I'll never stop doing Tim Fall Hat until we run out of stuff to talk about. I'll always do it, but you just can't find it there. That's it. And I hate doing it because I think it's bullshit, but this is the reality we live in. So you're going to be, again, you'll be able to get Tim Fall Hat at samtriplee.com rockfin.com and they're all on odyssey all of them and they're all on BitChute as well so i'm working on that so that's all i gotta say about that i'm not trying to be in it i would love to keep it up there 
But I mean, Vimeo's coming after me. Fucking SoundCloud blocked me out. I bought exclude. I like bro. I bought a premium pl- package on SoundCloud, and they blocked me as soon as they got my cash. They're like, ah, nah. They shorted me, basically. So it's like I don't know what to say, man. I I, I will always put it out for free, but it just it can't be on YouTube right now. So we have two more days until they take it. They get rid of my strikes, and then I'll, I'll announce it on YouTube, and then I'm going to move it off there. And you'll be getting a ton of content on YouTube, but it won't be Tinfoil Hat because Tinfoil Hat's for the people, and Google doesn't want that. So that's where we're at. Uh, some new shirts are coming out. Uh, I got, I have um, Fight for Charity t-shirts about to drop. I have a brand new shirt that I think I'm going to make exclusive, and it's called Fisting the Machine, okay? <laughs> You're going to really love the Fisting the Machine shirt. It is the bomb, <laughs> dude. I can't wait. So that's it. Uh, if you want to support the show as well, you can go to uh, tinfoilhattshirts.com or tinfoilhatswag.com. Again, that will all be on the website very soon, and you'll be able to buy and support the show. And, dude, uh, they're coming after us, so I'm just trying to – I, you know, it's like what I said at the time. So I will not be asked to leave. I will leave on my own. And that's what I want to do. With YouTube, so uh, guys, we got a great show. We're gonna talk to shadow people. Anything else, guys? No, we good. All so. right, guys, I love you all very much. Enjoy the show because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoy the shadow people. All right, so let's get into it. Very excited about this episode. Please welcome author and researcher Mike Ricksecker. How are you, sir? Uh, doing pretty well, guys. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for joining us. For uh, those who are not familiar with you, can you please tell the swarm, um, you know, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, like you said, author and researcher, I've been involved some way, shape, or form in the paranormal field for the last thirty years. I've got uh, eleven books to my credit. I've been on a couple of the television shows, uh, The Haunted, about ten years ago. Most recently, The Alaska Triangle is on a couple of episodes of that. Uh, you know, freezing my butt off in Alaska <laughs> while uh, doing research on electromagnetic fields and how they affect supernatural activities. So, um, yeah, I have my own. Uh, uh, podcast and live stream show as well, and uh, pretty significant uh, YouTube channel with over 700 videos on there right now. Uh, the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel, uh, which delves into the paranormal, supernatural, and you know all all sorts of creepy things. Well, that's awesome. We're going to include all those links in the description of the show, so wherever you see this or wherever you're listening to it, just click the links, and you will be able to find all of Mike's stuff. Mike, you said you've been into the paranormal game. Uh, for 30 years, were you ghost hunting as a toddler? Is that what was going on? Were, <laughs> was this some weird kind of Hanna no, Barbera fucking so, cartoon yeah. or something? Yeah, I was like around 15 or 16 years old, and uh, you know, I, I really had no idea that's what it was that we were doing at the time either. I mean, we're talking like around 1990, and you know, none, none of the shows were out there or anything like that. Uh, it was you know, maybe a couple of books you could find at the library, if that. I was in a small town. Uh, it was just one of those where. You know, my uh, my friend thought that her house was haunted, and me and another friend decided that we were going to go check it out. It's very interesting. When uh, I was a kid, I would I would assume that mean old ladies were witches, 
And I'd be like, that's where the witch lives. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, she just was like lonely and by herself. But as a kid, you're like. Her husband she, died in the war. Yeah, right. It's like you're such right. a, like I was just such a knucklehead back there. I'm very excited about you. Uh, we were actually reading the email. Our, our, a guy on uh, Johnny, who's our, our board op, we call him, or I like to refer to him as the intern on the show. He is, uh, he said he read the email and he almost started crying because he was so scared. He said, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about shadows. That's exactly what I said. Hey, that's why oh. I said it, Johnny. And I will witness. Verbatim. I okay? heard it. I heard he was it. so scared. And uh, so it's like very interesting. You shadow people. So where do you want to start with all this? Because I'm, I'm, I'm in, dude. I'm all about that action. Yeah. I mean, we could start with the first experience that I ever had with a shadow person. And that was when I was about eight years old. Woke up in the middle of the night, and in the corner of my bedroom, there was this tall, dark figure. Of course, I had no idea at the time that you called a shadow person or anything like that. I just thought there was an intruder in my room, and it was about to kill me because, you know, that's about what you think at that age. And fortunately, I'm alive to still, you know, tell the tale. But um, it did something really crazy. It actually came up to my bed, leaned over, and I'm looking up into this thing, trying to scream. My mouth opens. You know, no sound comes out because I'm just too terrified. And you know, it has like no eyes, no nose, no mouth, nothing, just totally blank face, all dark, all black. And uh, it, it leaned over me and then it grabbed me by my wrists, crossed my arms across my body, and then it ran off down the hall. And at this point, I finally found my voice, found my legs, ran off, you know, running to my parents' bedroom, screaming about what had just happened. And you know, like good parents, they're trying to, you know, console me and tell me I just had a bad dream. But this was something that I was totally awake for and, you know, still extremely vivid to me today. Wow. Wow. That's got to be crazy. That's got to be crazy to see that. Have you ever seen Shadow People XG? No, I want to know what the difference between that and the ghost is. That's a great question, dude. That is it. Now, that's our next question. Uh, well, I mean... What was the base? Is that the basis for you writing your books, or has there been more experiences like that? And we'll yeah, get into I mean, that. it's, it's yeah, been yeah. a journey. I mean, that was the first experience, and I would never say that that house was haunted. This was like a one-time experience. We lived in that house for like ten years, and nothing else really happened. But the next house that we moved into, I was about thirteen years old. Uh, we were moving from Massachusetts to Ohio, and this house, and it's funny because it's a little bit more of a modern house, but. I'm unpacking boxes, putting things away, and I kept seeing something standing in my doorway. And when I turn and look, it would take off. And it was, you know, like the the figure of a of a man, but it was kind of like translucent, still, you know, kind of that shadowy type of figure. And this kept happening. I'd, you know, be putting things away, unpacking boxes, all that, and it would be standing there in the doorway. I turn, look, and it'd take off. So I ended up asking my mother about it if she had seen this thing too. And I guess she thought I was a little bit more mature for my age at that time. Um, you know, instead of trying to console me, she's just like, yeah, I've, I've seen it. And what was really cool was that, you know, she was just really a matter of fact about it, really nonchalant. So it didn't cause me any alarm, you know, and you know, I really had no reason to be alarmed either. So um, I got playful with the thing. I started calling him Tom, like peeping Tom. So anytime I'd see him, I'd say, hey, Tom, and he'd take off running. So, um, so your yeah, mom was cool with that. Your mom's like, yeah, dude, we got some ghosts running around here. This Now, did she call it a ghost or was it? Was it a shadow people? Because that's like she's question. Is there a difference between a shadow person and a ghost? Well, I mean, that's a great question. So 
I mean, they are there are some differences. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, a ghost is white apparition sort of thing, and a, and a shadow is just kind of dark, and you know, they might be translucent, and you you'll get different shapes. Like we have what we'll call mist or wisp or like rolling black smoke, and and a lot of different types of forms of these things. And um, you know, some of these shadows are actually human spirits, and they just can't quite fully manifest as a a full blown, you know apparition like a ghost and so um, you'll hear stories of people interacting with a family member but they're not an apparition they're just a shadow and i've actually had an experience uh, on a paranormal investigation where i saw rolling black smoke coming from down a hallway and all of a sudden it morphs into the apparition of a little girl so it's like okay confirmation there that some of these shadows you know are actually human spirits but you know it's, it's really we use the terms uh, you know, just to kind of really describe their physical look. So, you know, ghost is kind of more that white apparition and the shadow is something more dark in nature. But some of these shadows are other things as well. They could be interdimensional beings. They could be time travelers. They could be uh, extraterrestrials. So yes. they could be a lot of different things here. Yes. Yes. That's my belief. And it could be all things. I've always believed that, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, uh, this is a, obviously it's a show called Tim Fall Hat, so it, we, it's a conspiracy <laughs> show, right? So you know, whenever you right. get into aliens, people always got to bring up Project Blue Beam. Uh, shout out Eddie Bravo, and you know they're always like, "Yeah, it's not real. The government's going to do this." But I go, based on like the the knowledge I've gained from this show, you know, it's just like I think it's like every. I, I think it's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Spirit realms, multiple dimensions, archons, all those kind of things that make this world so much more interesting than anybody really gets taught. That all that stuff, it's like I tell Brian Callen all the time, all the stuff outside the laws of physics is the, is the special stuff that makes where we live very, very unique, man. Um, so there's different kinds of shadow people, right? There's like, okay, you went through kind of what they're time travelers. How do you know what these different types of uh, of uh, shadow people are? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the trick. You know, when you first see one, you don't necessarily know offhand what it is. Like, oh, okay, that this shadow is, you know, this thing is a time traveler, or this shadow is uh, extraterrestrial. Um, it usually it takes a lot of going back to try to figure that out in multiple investigations. So, you know, Say we're on a, par- a paranormal investigation, we see some, uh, we see a shadow. We'll say at that point, okay, there's some quote unquote shadow activity going on there right now, but we won't define it until we go back repeatedly. And if we're able to, because you can't always make you know the the stuff interact with you, but if you're able to make it interact with you again, or you're able to observe it again, you can start to kind of you know make those deductions as to what exactly it, it may be. So yeah, you you really don't know that first time around. Um, communicating with them, that's, can be difficult. Now, you know, there's this famous meme that's out there that makes me really laugh. And it, it's kind of like, it's based on this, uh, like ghost hunting show and they go to Germany and they meet like, and they're hunting a ghost, but they're yelling out English to this German ghost. <laughs> so I'm like, right. is that an issue? I mean, do you get like, uh, I speak in German. Does anyone here speak German? And everyone's like, I know Chinese. I'm like, that doesn't help at all. Is the, is, does anybody speak any kind of German? Does that, or do they like automatically know how to speak your language? 
Well, uh, ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch, so oh, I can speak damn. a little German. All right. <laughs> damn, did go. not expect that. Point guest. Point Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And it is kind of silly on some of those shows where they're throwing out, you know, English and they're trying to talk to, like you said, you know, maybe some German guy from, you know, 1756. That's probably not going to work. You know, if it's a more modern German spirit, you know, perhaps this person died in 2001 or whatever. Well, there's a better chance because Germans today are taught English as a second language. So they, they'd understand that's it. So, so you have to kind of take into context of, you know, the, you know, who it is you're speaking to in the time frame. So yeah, if, if a ghost or a spirit is trying to communicate to you, they're most likely going to do it in their native language or a language that they understand. So when you go to these foreign country countries to investigate, you know, you, you might want to have a few phrases of that native tongue in your back pocket to throw out there and try to get some sort of response. That's so interesting, right? Like to think about that, that's that, that, that you like, you got to go like, what, what region are we going to? And like, imagine if you go to China where there's like a thousand dialects, right? You're yeah. like, <laughs> okay, this is like Southeast uh, Mongolia, but you know, they have they you know they use this word that's so, so interesting. So like you you can't use the Ouija board everywhere. Yeah, Only I mean you couldn't use the Ouija board. Like that's the whole thing. Like I was in China, <laughs> right? And like they put me in like I the scariest massage parlor <laughs> I've ever been in. Like they had me go for one night to stay, and it was a it was a haunted massage parlor. I was so scared. Wait, that's where you slept. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, they, it was like the tiniest hotel. And it was like it was haunted, man. It was it was so scary. And I, but like every time the chi I mean, I, I'm trying to be disrespectful, but like the chi I like I would hear sounds. I would hear shit. I'm like, is anybody there? And then I realized like the, where I was, the Chinese talk very loud in your face, like da da da. And I was like, oh god, <laughs> I'm being dead serious. It was just like nobody. I like we're just screaming at each other. Nobody knows what's going on. I, I said, you gotta get me out of this hotel. I'm so You got to get scared. that Google Translate app out, you know, and be like, what do you want from me? That's what you got to do, man. I, I don't know if that will work, dude. I do not know what works. Hey, everybody, guess what? It's Valentine's Day, and guys, you know what that means? It's time to hit the wow factor. That's right. So, uh, so give her a reason to brag on the next Zoom call and win Valentine's with an enviable bouquet of red roses from 1-800-Flowers. Dot com Right now, 1-800-Flowers has an amazing offer for my listeners. Our listeners, guys, get 18 red roses for $39.99. That's right, guys. I just said 18 red roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 roses for, for $10 more. 24 roses for $49.99. How amazing is that? That's right. 19 for $39.99 or 24 for $10 more. Okay. Dude, Johnny, you love to give your ladies roses, right? Oh, yeah. I give her roses all the time. I give her roses just for cooking dinner, man. Oh, my God. You're so romantic. How about you, Dude, Xavier? I'm stepping my game up. I used to go to fucking Albertsons for roses. Yeah. Or the Mexican on the side. Oh, come stepping on. Stepping my game up. I know. See, Jesus. Why don't you get a little third? A little first world around here, okay? <laughs> uh, early delivery of Red Roads from Way 100 Flowers. Let her show off. 
just how much you love her, guys. All the roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak, cared for every step of the way, and shipped fresh to ensure lasting beauty, okay? Think ahead this year and get 18 red roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 roses for only $10 more. Damn, okay? To order 10 18 roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 roses for only $10 more, go to... 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon and enter tin foil. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code tin foil. Guys, get that action. Take care of those ladies. Make love tonight. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about Proactive, okay? Proactive, yes, they're sponsoring the show, but also they've helped me immensely in my life. I, I use Proactive in the past, and I still use Proactive now. Uh, like I, you've heard me talk about before, back in the day when I was working, I was young, a Christian warrior, okay, doing stand-up, running and gunning, you know, doing the best I could. I would just get giant acne, and I didn't know what to do with it, and it was very embarrassing. It was very embarrassing, and I can tell you with 100% love and respect and honesty that Proactive helped change that, dude. Proactive helped change that. Proactive combines gentle skincare paired with clinically proven acne-fighting ingredients to treat your skin. Find the right Proactive system for you, okay? Proactive has three different systems designed for your skin type. Proactive Solution, which is the original suitable for all skin types. Proactive Plus for sensitive skin types. And Proactive MD, prescription strength for stubborn breakouts, okay? It's it's the first combination therapy system that started... That started as a started a skin care revolution. Okay, I, I'm being honest with you, man. I used to work all the time, have giant welts on my face. My nose would have welts, and you know, I started using Proactive and it cleaned up to the point where when I see people who have a nasty acne, I tell them about what Proactive did for me. So I do it all the time. I can't, I cannot recommend this enough to everybody. It helped me and i know it could help you okay so right now is a great time to get proactive for our broadcast uh, our podcast listeners you can get a special limited time offer by going to proactive.com slash sam okay subscribe today and you will receive proactives hydrating duo as a free gift that includes a four hydrogel mass and the green tea moisturizer best of all you get free shipping okay again Visit proactive, P-R-O-A-C-T-I-V dot com slash Sam to take advantage of the special offer now. Okay, that's proactive dot com slash Sam and subscribe to consistently clear skin. Um, Have you had uh, what are some of the more interesting interactions you've had with with these shadow people? Yeah, you know, I've I've had a lot of different interactions. Of course, the one crossing my arms across my body. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's the biggest right there when something physically touches you. Right, like right, that. right. Definitely unusual. The uh, the one with the little girl was extremely cool because that was one in which you know we had heard stories about the little girl being in the the side room up there, and we'd investigated up there many many times. Never had uh, any interaction with her whatsoever before that. But then you know as she morphs into this apparition. We're you know asking her come closer, come closer, and she basically you know like stopped at that door. 
Um, one of the more scarier ones was when we filmed for The Haunted uh, a good 10 years ago. And with that case, uh, that was a shadow entity with red eyes. And, um, you know, this family had been experiencing paranormal activity in their house for like 20 years. And they you know never spoke to each other about it until one day it amped up so much that, you know, the, the girl says at the, the dinner table, hey, you know, have you guys seen this stuff around the house? And all of a sudden the whole family breaks forth with all these different stories. And so they called us out to investigate this. And we investigated there, you know, several months, uh, a, a lot of different, uh, you know, activity that we were picking up between, you know, you know some of the shadow activity, uh, you know, like I saw a huge black mass in, in her bedroom one time. Uh, the cat was, the cat was freaking out around the house at that point. It was like, skittish running around all over the place stopped dead in front of the door to her room and i see what the cat stopped at because it was like oh my gosh there's this huge black mass right there and the cat takes off the black mass kind of slowly dissipates away but it's like the entire room just got really really heavy at that point um but that's not even the biggest thing that that happened uh we called out a a demonologist renowned demonologist carl johnson to come out and cleanse the house and this is when we did the, the bulk of the filming and as we're going through uh, this cleansing, the uh, the girl came back into the house. And she's an adult daughter. It's not like it was a little girl or anything. We had asked the family to stay outside while we did this blessing to the house. But she came back in to use the, the bathroom. And after she was done, she's in the master bedroom, you know, kind of like talking at nothing that we can see uh, against the wall. She's just talking, uh, saying stuff like, you know, why, why are you here? Why are you terrorizing us? That sort of stuff. So she was... You know, to her, she was at least seeing something or sensing something. So Carl decides to do a blessing uh, over the girl. And as he does this, she just like doubles over in pain. It was like, oof, like she just got punched Whoa. in the butt. Yeah, it was crazy. So she falls to the ground. We pick her, we pick her up, get her up on the bed. Later on, when I went through my uh, audio, I had a digital audio recorder running at the time. I went over my audio evidence and there was an EVP that I caught there that said, die like right as she got punched in the gut so you hear you know doing the blessing you hear die and then oof she gets punched in the gut it was totally crazy do you know we talk a lot on this show about you know uh multiple dimensions realms the universe and how children have uh tend to be a little bit more in touch in touch with the universe and energies because they're so new, and then over time we probably calcify our pineal gland, and we lose right. a lot of that that uh, that that ability. Uh, do children tend to see spirits more? Uh, not that children and animals are the same thing, but do you ever see your dog just staring up at the like the corner, and you're like, okay, what are you looking at? All the time. And you're wondering what the fuck it's looking at. You know it's a ghost. Yeah, or at least know. that's what you're thinking. Yeah, I am thinking that. <laughs> you don't think that? Yeah. I totally think my dog is straight up staring at ghosts. Cats don't do that as much. Cats don't care. They're assholes. <laughs> Cats yeah, shit. you know, uh, animals certainly do that, and, and children do as well. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. They're they're a bit newer. Uh, they, I mean, they've just really come. Their, their soul, their spirit has just come from that spirit realm, so they are still a bit connected and over time that they, they kind of lose that a little bit. And then, you know, the rest of the world kind of lumps onto them that, Hey, this stuff isn't real. It's just, you know, like Scooby-Doo or whatever, you know, where they always tell you, you know, there's no such things as ghosts. And so, yeah, so they kind of, like you said, it was good. Calcified is, is a great term uh, uh, to use there that, you know, they end up losing that over time. And then it's, you know, uh, like 
a lot of uh, girls who are really sensitive, it's like when they hit, you know, puberty and they get into that young adult phase, they just all of a sudden blow up. And it can happen to uh, to guys too, but uh, a lot of times it takes us a bit longer. Like it was more as I became an adult, um, I started getting in touch with, with a lot of that side. It is very interesting because women tend to be into the woo-woo side stuff. Like that's what they call it, the woo-woo, right? But I'm really, I, I mean, like, I've always been open-minded to that there's something more going on. I always talk, talked about the, the hat that could make shit disappear in my house. And Johnny doesn't believe it, but it's a true story. Johnny, thoughts? <laughs> I think that's just wonderful. He had a, you should tell this guy the story. This guy, Sam had a hat that you could put things in, and they just disappeared. Uh, they just would to- disappear. <laughs> would you put in there? Your report card? <laughs> no, but dude, I mean, you guys can say we're crazy. What kind of hat was it? It was it was an my, an old school. My old grandpa had left a hat for me. It was an old like um, how to describe like it? Abraham Lincoln hat. It That's was what I'm a thinking. fedora, but it was like, like that. a fedora, like an old fedora. Okay. And my cut, my babysitter, we put stuff under it. Boom! I lift it, and it was gone. Wait, who would do it? My babysitter. Oh, see, now I'm thinking it's a magic. Your babysitter was doing magic tricks on you. You were like four. No, I wasn't four, Johnny. I had a babysitter until I was 19 <laughs> years old. Okay, this, was no, the, the, kid. this was the twins. <laughs> no, dude, I'm telling you, man. It was magic. Stop ruining my childhood by telling me I a, what I, I saw wasn't real. Can I ask it? I have a quick question. Okay. You mentioned that you had, uh, you had relied on some EVP recordings uh, for one of these ghost hunts. And I, you know, I consider that sort of a... Attested and you know long, uh, long established tool uh, in ghost hunting, but today you're seeing some newfangled uh, devices in a lot of these shows, like these uh, talk talk boxes, and and like they're using. Do you know Sam that they're using on a lot of these hunts? Uh, they take old Xbox Connect cameras, you know those used to those workout cameras, you know that recognize a body, and they kind of modify them to recognize sh- they. And so you can see on the screen when when the camera recognizes human forms, yeah, and it kind of represents oh. it on the screen. And I'm curious what you think about uh, some of these newer uh, devices and, and whether you lend them any credence. Yeah, yeah, I've used a, a number of those different devices. Um, the the spirit boxes, I, I I don't really like them. For one, they give me a headache. You know, they're always. Yeah, and it's like no. <laughs> uh, but also, I don't believe ghosts speak in radio. You know, and and for that to be able to, you know, pick up a voice like that, it would have to come through. You know, if you just look at the mechanics of how a radio works. Yeah, it'd be and, RF. Uh, right? A radio receiving a signal to go. Yeah, exactly. And I just don't believe that ghosts, you know, speak in a radio signal. Um, and then others will postulate that, well, um, the the spirits know, you know, what the following snippets are there because it's like it cycles through stations, you know, 13 stations a second. So supposedly the spirits are supposed to know what's coming next and piece all of this stuff together to make sentences. And, and again, it's like, well, then, you know, you're saying that these spirits are also time travelers. So I have a hard time with, with using that. I mean, I've, I've seen some people prevent some, you know, compelling, you know, evidence using those. And I think that if they're speaking at all through that, it's like the background white noise because that's just an electronic pulse going through the speaker. That that's okay. separate of the radio signal. So maybe through the white noise. Um, as far as the the Connect system, um, which they call you know whether well, it's the one that's called the XKM and um, what's the other the other term. In any case, I don't call uh, with that. Um, 
I, I trust that one a little bit more than I do, like, say, the, the spirit box because it's picking up motion. Now, you can get a lot of false positives so that when you actually get something, you have to you have to debunk what's actually in the environment, what's actually in the room, because you could have you know, like a broom standing in the corner or something. And all of a sudden the thing picks up on it as, you know, a, a bipedal form. Yeah, because it, not, it is designed broom, only so. to recognize human forms. It's not designed to recognize right. anything else. So yeah, it's going to make everything a human. Right. A lot of times it'll just, you know, take a, an object like that and turn it into a human form. But if you're just, you know, have it a, pointed at a blank wall and then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, you see this form. Okay. Well, you know, you might have something there. Yeah. Some of those, some of them are, some of the footage of these, Sam, I recommend you check them out. Really impressive stuff. I mean, you'll see like it like extended that to me, it's more impressive when you see an extended fit, you know, something actually walking, which you see. I mean, I've seen recordings of, of things walking when there's nothing in a room. That's you know where so else, interesting. You know where else it happens? Uh, you know how your phone does like your face. It finds your face. It'll find faces that come out as ghosts or shapes of ghosts. If you've ever seen like someone take a selfie, they'll take a selfie of themselves. Oh, and then in the a back, square box? In the box of someone. Like, boom, yeah, like bang? It'll, Yep. It'll Damn. find a face like that, too. And it, like he said, it could either be just a circle, something cat trying to catch another face, or could be a, a ghost or a shadow person. So, so when you go, when you go... I, I don't know if you call ghost hunting. I, what do you call? What do you call what you when you go on a mission? Yeah, I call it a paranormal investigation. Okay, so you go on a paranormal investigation. Do you find yourself frequently frequently the same type of places? Like, do you ever honestly find yourself in like? The inner city and like this crack house is haunted or something like that. Do you, do you ever find any of that, I, dude? Been, you know, I've, I have been in some sketchy places before <laughs> that uh, were probably not in a good neighborhood. So yeah, that that does happen. And um, you know, there uh, like the west side of Chicago should be haunted as fuck, vets, right? Yeah, well, and usually you have a case manager that vets people because there are some people that are just totally strung out that are seeing all kinds of things. That oh, tweakers <laughs> calling you? <laughs> the government is listening, bro. Come down. You're like, dude, you haven't slept for three days. Go to sleep. Right. Damn, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy. Guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Raycon. Listen, you guys know I'm a man on the go. I have about 47 podcasts. I, I don't have a lot of time to sit down and read an actual book. I love hearing books, okay? And the best way to listen to books is with Raycon wireless earbuds, okay? Real simple, man. Whether you're catching up on your favorite news podcast, binging audiobooks, or powering through your workout with a pumped up playlist. I, dude, I got a playlist. Taylor Swift's in it, okay? <laughs> now we got bad blood. Dude, I work harder. I punch harder, hmm. run faster. Taylor Swift makes me want it, dog. My nipples get hard, and I'm like, go time. Thank you, Raycon, okay? It's just that simple. No dangling wires or stems to get in your way. Uh-uh. Raycons come in a range of stylish colors, okay? By the And but always with a comfortable in-air for your discreet look, okay? I mean, whatever color you want, boom, it's in there. Nobody knows your stealth, like the born identity, okay? Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime. And with water and sweat-resistant constructions and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly, okay? The best part? Raycon gets great sound accessibility. 
accessibility to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of the other premium audio brands. Okay, so here's what we got to do. Raycon's offering 15% off all products to our, our listeners. And here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Sam. That's it. Get 15% off your entire Raycon order, so feel free to grab a pair and a spare. Okay, that's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Sam. That's buy, R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash Sam. Get it and start winning. So there's a whole different thing. One, So I had a gentleman recently on my my uh, Patreon, and he was talking about sleeper paralysis and you know that like uh being possessed i guess or uh you know um ghosts appearing has a lot to do with there's a correlation between that and sleep paralysis any thoughts on that yeah yeah actually i have like an entire section on my book a walk in the shadows on sleep paralysis because that's a huge question that people have and i've experienced sleep paralysis myself a couple of times um and Here's, here's what I think about it. Uh, there are two different phenomena that can happen at the same time. I mean, sleep paralysis is a real biological phenomenon. It is a process that you know, the, the body puts in place so that you don't act out your dreams in the middle of the night, uh, which you know, is totally legit. And sometimes you wake up and your body is still in that state of paralysis. Or it can happen the other way around, which is the way it's happened to me twice, where my body was just so exhausted, it shut down. My mind was still awake, so I knew everything that was going on around me, but my body was just completely shut down, which, you know, was frightening the first time it happened because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't move. And I was at work at the time, which was even scarier. It was like, I could get in real trouble for this. So, Oh, my God. Um, Make the phone sleep on the job, and you're like, get up, boss is coming. (laughs) 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 Well, and I was in the Air Force at the time, so that was going to be really bad. (laughs) Um, But in any case, yeah, so – you know, in those couple of times that I experienced sleep paralysis, it did not see any shadow people. All the times that I have seen shadow people had nothing to do with sleep except that very first time where I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw it. But I wasn't experiencing sleep paralysis at the time because my arms were, you know, being crossed across my body. My mouth opened up. You know, I turned my head to watch a thing go down the hall. So I wasn't paralyzed uh, during this. Uh, what the medical community likes to say about this is that uh, with shadow people that, your your mind is hallucinating this thing in the middle of the night that, that you wake up, your body's still paralyzed, your mind's still in a dream state, and you're hallucinating this thing in the corner at the edge of your bed or whatever. You know, that is a part of your dream. Um, the, I have a big problem with that in, in a couple of ways in that, uh, for one – um, why is it always a person that's standing there? You know, we dream about all kinds of things. If this is a part of our dream, you know, that is you know, emerging. Oh, why in is room, it the same well, type you know, figure? Yes, yes, I see yeah. what you're saying. We, we dream about trees or, you know, dogs or airplanes or trains or cars. You know, you never see any of those going through your room uh, when, you, when you wake up after, you know, and have this sleep paralysis and have these hallucinations, supposedly. Um, I've had dreams of being on stage with Motley Crue, and I've never woken up to a room full of 10,000 people and the pyrotechnics going off. And what were you playing, guitar? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd be playing bass or something. Beep, 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 beep. The guitar never took off, and yeah. it really should have, dude. The guitar yeah. was probably way cooler than that. Um, yeah, that is interesting. If it's just dreams, why is it always the same 
kind of thing. And why, what right. is, Johnny, you've had sleep paralysis, right? Yeah, I usually I get it rather frequently if I sleep during the day. Apparently, that's a, it's daytime sleeping is associated, and like yeah. dis- disruption in sleep rhythm is associated with sleep paralysis. Uh, I've only ever had a few instances of what you described, like shadow people, as you know, upon waking. Uh, and yeah, it is commonly associated with sleep paralysis for me. I do have a question. Um, in the in in the time before modern medicine, I think they commonly called that like what, like a witch on your chest. And, I, and I'm curious if uh, if that's an, if that's another classification of this uh, phenomenon is like the 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 feeling that something's on you, you know, like press. Because I, I understand that some people that's a that's their experience of these shadow people is that it's something on them, kind of holding them down. Is, is that is do you class, is that a different classification as far as you know? Yeah, that's all part of it. So that's old hag syndrome. And there's a lot of times where it might be like the old hag sitting on your chest, you know, pressing down, Um, you know, it might appear as a ghoul, sometimes as a shadow, um, it'll be sitting on your chest like that. Uh, Sometimes it might even be standing at the end of the bed or across the room or whatever, you still feel that pressure pushing down on your chest. And that's a phenomenon that has, you know, existed for thousands and thousands of years, all cultures from all over the world that never had any connection with each other whatsoever all describe the same sort of thing. You know, it may have been uh, a different term that they used for, and they may have had like some legend and folklore behind it, but they all describe the same thing. Like, uh, you know, uh, whether it was old hag syndrome or they would call it the old hag or uh, the, the bear or, you know, some would call it the carabasan, which would the, the dark presser that would have been Turkey, um, you know, these, all these different terms, but it was always the same thing. So, uh, yeah, old hag syndrome is, is, is a part of this. It's I, the sleep paralysis I guess, I guess my question aspect is, of shadows. If, if you, old hag assumes gender, John. <laughs> do you ascribe uh, – do you ascribe – a different motivation to those figures that are pressing down on you than those that are kind of lurking on the periphery of the, you know, your room or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, are they, uh, I'm curious what you think their motive. Do you, do you think they have motivations, these figures? Uh, yeah, the ones pressing down on your chest, you know, they, they tend to, I mean, there's a couple different things that we believe they may be doing. Um, you know, they, they may be trying to possess you. Uh, you get stories like that. They may be trying to do you some sort of harm or, or what have you that they're so and of course, we don't know for sure unless we ask it. Hey, what are you trying to do? What's um, up, dude? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the ones standing that. across the room are more like the, the watchers. You know, they're just standing there observing. And yeah, it's very voyeurs. Malignant though. Malignant in every case. These shadow people, as, as far as you know. No, no, they're they're not they're not all evil. Um, I mean. You know, the ones that are just standing there watching, okay, yes, very creepy. Um, they're, you know, they're intruding your space, but, you know, what are they actually doing besides, you know, watching you? Yeah. You know, the, the little girl morphing out of the black smoke, I don't think the little girl's evil. Or, you know, somebody's Aunt Trudy that's come to say hello and can only appear as a shadow. You know, she's certainly not evil. So um, it, it just depends on the particular shadow and what their motivations may be. In Spanish, actually, they do call it se te subió el muerto. That means the dead got on top of you. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, it's throughout. Yeah, I remember telling my mom, I was like, hey, mom, I couldn't wake up and I froze. And she's like, instead of telling me, like, hey, dude, don't trip, it's sleep paralysis. She's like, oh, the dead got on top of you. So now I'm like terrified. And I'm like, I do not want to take naps anymore. But yeah, it's literally, yeah, she's like, succubus. Yeah, like a succubus. Yeah. Really, yeah. dude? I feel like the Latino or Mexican uh, culture is very much into 
ghosts. Oh yeah, they have a lot more interesting shit going on in general. I feel like than than we do. You know, I'm just just they they kind of got. I mean, they like, get Halloween and the yeah, Day of the Dead, Day of Dead too. You're not allowed to touch a Ouija board at the house. Like that is like Mando. Like if you touch. Oh really? Oh yeah. My mom would kick me out. She's like, if you touch that, you're not allowed in the house. Like they're super like. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. They're super spiritual still, like you, a lot. Are, are shadow people a lesser? You you said that they could only appear as a shadow. That implies some kind of hierarchy of manifestations. It, it, are shadow people a sort of a lesser manifestation? Uh, what, what, how would you describe that? Well, again, it kind of it kind of depends on uh, the, the shadow. So. Um, you know, again, you know, some are just humans that can't fully manifest as an apparition, so it's only a shadow they they come across. You know, if it's a interdimensional being, you know, there's a couple different you know things here. Are they coming from a different spiritual plane? Are they coming from you know some place across the, the universe? You know, we're Damn. not sure. It's some sort of interdimensional traveler. But you know, for humans, ET, kind of almost the same thing. But for dead humans, that is kind of the bottom as far as like a manifestation. That's kind of at the bottom. The easiest, would you well, say? Well, yeah, to- it just all, all it really means when it's a human is that they just don't have enough energy to, to get up and become a full apparition. And there may be a, a variety of reasons as to why they don't have enough energy. I mean, if they're traveling from someplace that's very far, they could have used all their energy to get there. Oh, yeah, they're like I never maybe trying thought to track down a loved that. one. That's really interesting. It's yeah. like me doing stand up on the road. It's like, just give me a night of sleep and then I'll rock tomorrow. So, what is the most inner? Go. What is the. What what what's the ultimate manifestation like? What's the it's, it, what's the peak experience for a ghost as far as manifesting? What I mean, can they can they appear flesh and blood as far as you know? What what what, what do you think? Yeah, a lot of people say that you know a full body apparition is you know the holy grail, but there are um, you know other times that people have reported having interactions with somebody that you know just seemed like a regular person and that they had you know full-blown conversation with that person and then all of a sudden as they you know turn to walk out of the room they're like not there they might even see them just kind of like disappear i haven't had an experience like that i've 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 seen an apparition which is more of like you know that ghostly white but yeah there are there are people that have reported seeing spirits you know as full flesh and blood blood which to me, it would be the Holy Grail. I ask because I know a couple of people who have seen, and you mentioned red eyes before. I'm curious what you, your take on red eyes. Uh, a couple of people in my family that had independent experiences with this woman with white hair, old woman appearing in the backs of their cars w- with red eyes, just staring at them in the rear view. And it terrified Ooh. two different, two different, really sober-minded, really... In I mean, the same city? In, in the same place. They were driving over this bridge that has since oh, been kind of... No, no, different times. I'm telling you. And then they happened to mention it at the same time. And, and the guy, it's my dad and, and this guy that's a friend of our family, like in, kind of a cousin. Johnny. Oh, and it, he, I and, know what you're and the guy just turned white when my dad brought it up. And, and I mean, he can barely talk about it. He just breaks out in a cold sweat. Uh, and I, I, what do you think uh, about people, like ghosts that haunt a specific area? Uh, is that. Like what? What are they doing when they're hopping in the back of your car? What's the mo- what is the goal there? I'm really curious about motivations of these intergalactic creatures. hitchhiking, Doc. <laughs> right, right. You hear about some of those, uh, you know, hitchhiker ghosts or yeah. the the vagabond spirits, and you know, usually it's some sort of connection that they have with that area. A lot of times when you get that, you know, with vehicles and on cars on the side of roads, usually uh, people associate that with you know, there's some sort of accident that they had there. You know, they were yep. walking along the side of the road and got hit by a car. Maybe they were in a car accident right there themselves or, or something like that. Or, 
you know, maybe they, if it's a bridge, maybe they jumped off the bridge, you know, so they have some sort of connection to that area. And that's why they keep appearing. You'll even hear stories of like actual ghost cars, like the whole car itself is actually the apparition. And those stories are pretty interesting. Tell them large Marge sent (laughs) you. And what what about red eyes? Are are they pretty universally a negative thing to see red eyes or is that? Yeah, red eyes are generally considered more negative. I mean, like, like the best story would be like just something with red eyes standing there staring at you, but that's still pretty, you know, creepy. Yeah, usually red eyes are are considered more nefarious, and you'll get different colored report or different uh, reports of colored eyes, like you know, uh, like blue or purple or yellow or or something like that. So it's not always just red. Although it's mostly red, that's but so uh, yeah, usually the eyes I like that glowing. All, or it's, that's not a good sign. I could I could listen to this all day. I mean, I'm all about that action, dude. You had a question. Oh, I was just gonna say uh, on in, in the Mexican myth is the only reason they only jump in your car is if you don't try to help them out. Like if you see them hitchhiking, you're supposed to like pull over and be like, "Hey, do you want some help?" And they'll like deny it. And if you don't even stop and help them out, they'll all of a sudden be in your ride, and you're not even supposed to like acknowledge them. So, see that thing sounds like something that the hippie hitchhikers invented to tell the straight people yeah, so that they pick them up. And and like, who picks up hitchhikers right now? But that's it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna pick up this hitchhiker, and by the way, use this picture for me on the side of a milk carton. By the way, I'm never gonna be shown. I mean, anybody pick up hitchhikers ever? No, not for thirty years. You've been on the road. You've never picked one up. I've never picked. I dude. I just there was actually a hot chick the other day that was like trying to bag and hitch. I'm like, sorry, not happening. I mean, just not, not even old Sam would have done it. Not maybe old Sam, but not not. <laughs> I got two kids, Sam. Now, so uh, interdimensional man. Um, it's very interesting, dude. Like, are you into the interdimensional thoughts of like where we live and what what and how? Just everything going on at one time in this realm that we live in. Like, what are your thoughts on all that? Mike? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, everything going on at one time. So, you know, I believe that, you know, time doesn't really exist, that everything that, you know, in the past, present, and uh, future, it's all happening concurrently at the same time. And, uh, you know, some of these shadows that we're observing may actually be some sort of time slip where, you know, the, the two levels of existence, the two planes of existence are actually resonating at the same time for a brief moment. Wow. And we're actually able to catch a glimpse of, like, say, the past. And what's really cool about that is, you know, as we're catching a glimpse of that past, whoever's there from the past is actually getting a glimpse of the future. So that's actually pretty cool. So we're well. haunting their reality and they're haunting our reality. Right, Exactly. That's concerning that we don't see too many people from the future uh, appearing. That maybe maybe that might indicate do we know? don't we don't have a future. Because you always hear about people dress. You know, they see people in old time. The eighteen hundreds. Yeah, right? you rarely hear about anybody dressed. You know, in like like a space alien or whatever. So, well, I mean, that's the whole thing. How do you know do, how we dress in the future? Do we destroy Maybe the we're planet. shadow people yeah, in the future. Yeah, styles come back around. I mean, maybe yeah, we start be. dressing like, you know, Victorian style again. Yeah, maybe they come back and they dress like Flock of Seagulls <laughs> from the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the new romantics and all that shit, yeah. Are there different styles of, like, ghosts like that? Like, like hipster ghost? Are there? It's uh, just, I mean, go on, sorry. You hear about, like, what it, well... Yeah, the different style apparitions. I mean, 
okay, when we see like a woman in a Victorian dress, we immediately put her back into that era. Okay, you know, this is a woman from that time period. Uh, what's interesting, like specifically with the shadow phenomena, is you'll you'll get the reports of the ones wearing the different style hats. So it could be like a fedora or a top hat. I've, I've heard uh, one report of like an archer style hat, like something out of Robin Hood, or like a wide brimmed hat, like maybe almost Zorro. So. Um, and again, we kind of associate that with, you know, perhaps different time frames. So yeah, they'll, they'll have a, di- a bit of a style to themselves occasionally. So you are here on a couple of notes you sent me, you mentioned simulated universe, which I, I'm very much into. I think this is like a realm, but it's like a video game and that's why, and you know, not to get yeah, into we're this on the show. Sims. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, for me, the Simpsons, I never thought about that, but listen, so I mean, that's why, and this, I'm not looking to get into that debate, though, but it's like why we could have somebody on here talk flat earth and they could live, give out all this amazing info. You're like, okay, that makes sense. And then someone could come and be like, it's a round ball, and they give you all this amazing information. You're like, wow, that makes sense, too. So what is it? What is it? So I'm like, it's it might be what you want it to be. What you what you see, you manifest, right? That's just kind of my opinion. That way, not maybe it's like both sides aren't lying because they both manifest their own reality. But one thing that I've always thought about was like, you know, within it, like the archons and, and their role and stuff, and everything's always like, get out, leave. I'm like, I've always <laughs> thought that maybe that there's these archons that are working the simulation that we're not meant to hear or see, but somehow we do. And they're like, dude, get out of here. I'm working. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Almost. They're like, get out, go, let me do my job. I got one more year to retirement. Get out of here. Right. Or something like that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like that role in like the simulation. I've also had people on real quick that have said, uh, that that spirits or ghosts could be old programs in the simulation that's still just somehow playing over and over again. Yeah, they're almost kind of when they when they say things like that, they're almost kind of quoting you know the Matrix or taking an idea from there. And my ideas from it are not too dissimilar. So, um, I, and I actually have a degree in in game and simulation programming, so I have a little background in this. Um, and you know, actually, when you look at the idea of you know the world or the universe being some sort of uh, simulation, you know it's not a foreign concept. This is actually what our you know our religions, most of our religions, actually teach us that you know we are here for a short period of time and then we go off somewhere else. Some of them you know reincarnate and you keep coming back and back. Others, you know, you you come from wherever it was. You're here for a little while and then you go on to you know heaven or hell, you know, kind of depends on your religion, but this is still just a temporary place where we live out some sort of existence. And, you know, we're either, you know, again, depending on the religion, we're, we're, we're judged based on what we do here, or, you know, maybe we're supposed to learn some lesson while we're here and then come back and learn more lessons, you know, whatever it is, this is just a temporary place, which is basically, you know, what a simulation is, you know, we access it when we're in like a game environment, we access it for a little while, we play within that environment, we do some stuff. And then, you know, we, where we come back out and we live our you know regular life, whatever that is. So given that, and we experience shadow people and other things in this environment, what are they? Could they possibly be? And I 
postulate this in my book. Could they possibly be, you know, like game masters? You know, you take like a massively multiplayer online game, and as a game master, you go into that world, you're kind of, you know, looking around, seeing what's going on. Maybe you're there to fix something or, or whatever. And usually you're, you're invisible, but every once in a while, you know, one of the players, you know, kind of gets that, hey, there's somebody over here. One of the, one of the GMs is over here and they can just, you can tell either, you know, there's like a little glitch or maybe, you know, something weird is going on with the graphics or whatever. And you, you get, okay, there's, there's somebody over here. And maybe that's kind of what we're seeing. Maybe we're seeing a, a, a game master for lack of a better term from that real world coming down and doing something within the game, whether it's just observing how people are interacting um, or maybe to come down and fix something. We don't know. Is there any chance the shadow people are aliens? I had a gentleman on yesterday that was just talking about being abducted and what he saw. And he described a, uh, something that wasn't really like a, a black shadow, but it was this white entity that was obviously much higher up on the evolutionary scale. So is it possible that these are aliens from another like inter like aliens from another planet that are just here to observe and not be seen yeah sure you know there there are a lot of similarities between some of these uh you know alien abduction stories and the you know sleep paralysis old hag stories there's a lot of similarities between the two and you know they could be aliens from a, a you know another you know, galaxy or, or solar system or whatever on a variety of different levels. Like, you know, it could be you know, something more interdimensional where they have learned to traverse the cosmos in ways that we couldn't even fathom. You know, we always talk about, you know, bending space and time and creating wormholes and things like that. And so maybe they've developed a type of technology like that and they've come into our world and, you know, they're observing us or taking us back to, you know, do some sort of test. I mean, we would do the same if we discovered a way to go to another planet. Let's grab the indigenous life forms and study them. Yeah, um, for you know, sure. Or, exactly. Yeah. You know, or if it's something physical where they have a craft hovering above Earth or maybe they've actually touched down, you know, if they go into, uh, you know, somebody's home or whatever, you know, they're probably going to want to try to disguise themselves you know, on some level. And maybe they have some sort of cloaking technology that doesn't quite work with, you know, with our eyes. They probably don't fully understand our physiology. And so they try this cloaking device and, yeah, we see them as a shadow or may, people talk about seeing a shimmer man or something like that. So maybe they're coming off a little bit differently and not fully cloaked. Damn, dude. I think it's so interesting, all of it. Um, whew. Have you ever heard a shadow person? Have they ever been like, hey? Um, <laughs> That's um, the people voice talk they have. about uh, hearing the, the voices of shadow people. Uh, I, can't, I can't say that I have, but those that have, um, you know, it's, it's all you know, telepathy. They don't really have a, a mouth in order to you know, project a, a voice. So it's usually some sort of thought transference or telepathic. Or um, so te through telepathy and stuff like that, that's how you think they would communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, certainly again, they don't have a voice box. They don't have a mouth. They, the only way they could communicate unless they know sign language, I guess <laughs> would be through some sort of thought transference. And, you know, people get a variety of, of different messages. You know, some are more ominous than others. You know, others are just like, you know, can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Thank you. Goodbye. You know, yeah. so interesting. <laughs> dude. Um, are there shadow animals? 
Yeah, absolutely. I've I've seen some that were like at cemeteries. I'll see uh, sometimes like a uh, a shadow cat. There was uh, when I used to live in Oklahoma. There was one cemetery there that I always saw this you know little shadow cat running around there, which makes sense, you know, especially with the ancient Egyptians believing in you know cats being guardians of the dead and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, people have seen like shadow spiders, shadow dogs, shadow I saw spiders, snakes, uh, shadow a lot of spiders. Things, yeah, I've seen that upon waking. Shadow yeah. spiders. Yep. What does that look like, Johnny? This is like a shadowy spider on the wall, man. How big? Uh, I, it's uh, quite quite big, yeah. I mean, like, what, big as your hand, maybe? Something like that. Whoa. And then it just disappears? Hair. Yeah, yeah. Kind of fades, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That, um, I, uh, uh, hellhounds, I wonder, do they fall under, are they shadow, you know, you hear in folklore, like, stories of hellhounds, these big black dogs that, that kind of ride the plane, yeah, I, so. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily put them in the realm of shadows unless it was just like, you know, a, maybe a, a, a black form about it, that size, you know. Understood. Um, but just, you know, when you're talking like the classic hellhound, probably not. Okay. Um, so my question is, shadow people, have we heard about this through like time, through civilization, through ancient cultures? Have there been talks of shadow people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially when it comes to like old hag syndrome, you know, they would refer to those as, you know, some sort of shadow ghost, you know, pressing down on the chest. And that goes back as far as like ancient Sumer. They had a, uh, what they had actually called a demon named Alu that was, you know, very, very similar. It was a spirit that would hover over you, press down your chest. Um, you know, it had, it had no features, uh, you know, basically like a lot of these shadow entities. It also had like no limbs, which is really kind of bizarre, but they called it a binding spirit. It was very different back then is that to get rid of this, uh, this nasty demon, you would actually invoke a good demon to uh, combat it. So very, very different uh, thinking back then, but you know, like even the ancient Egyptians had, uh, you know, they had the belief of seven different parts of the soul, and one of those was the shadow. And so, the shadow and the ka, which was the animating part of the soul, those would stay here on Earth, while the other parts of the soul would go on to uh, the constellation of Orion and make their afterlife journey. So, you know, we see this, uh, you know, a lot through all different cultures throughout history. You were mentioning that a uh, a shadow person could. Uh possess you would it be the same possession as like what you see on like the exorcist where like they get these abilities to talk and they get all this all new powerful powerful strength or is it a whole different situation um you know you there's all kinds of uh you know interesting cases out there with you know like a, a demonic possession yeah. or, or what have you they're all you know Differing degrees of strength. Some some take on, yeah, like almost superhuman powers, and you know they're able to throw things around, do things physically that they wouldn't normally be able to do. Um, you know, more more of the cases are around oppression, and like that case that I was talking about earlier, that was a demonic case, and she was certainly oppressed by the spirit and was getting to the point of possession. It wasn't quite there yet before we you know, expelled that entity out of there. Uh, so. You know, there's a lot of varying degrees of where this lies, but yeah, you can get to the point of a real, you know, nasty uh, possession case in which they can take on some, you know, really uh, strong characteristics. Do you expel it the same way with like a priest and a cat? Yeah, I mean, are are you into all that, like demon possession, uh, having to do exorcisms and stuff like that? Yeah, um, 
It's it's interesting because it seems like that's gotten really popular popular here lately, especially through television. Like you know, you watch a lot of the ghost shows now, and everything's a demon. You know, of course, you see that a lot in our uh, our movies these days, and it's really not as common as you know the those shows and everything make out. Like I I've had people email me and say, well, I you know I think I have a demon. Okay, why do you think you have a demon? Well, you know, a candle flew off my mantle. Okay, you you don't. <laughs> that doesn't mean you have a demon. You know, we haven't gotten to that point of deducing it yet. You know, it, it, it takes a while to figure out, is this a demon or is this something else? Um, so, yeah, you know, I, of all the years, I've only had the one demon case. Um, you know, my good friend, you know, Carl Johnson, uh, who is a demonologist by trade, he's been doing this for 50 years. You know, uh, that was 10 years ago now. That was actually his last demon case. He's been on all kinds of, uh, you know, different cases to you know each have their varying degrees of paranormal activity and, and yet each one even if they were nasty because it could be a nasty human spirit you know usually usually people kind of carry on with their personality into the afterlife what they were in life so if they're a jerk in life they're going to be a jerk in death and they might be you know creating havoc around the house it doesn't make them demonic they're just they're just a jerk what's the uh, what's the diagnostic process there how do you differentiate when you're on a on a scene between demons yeah and- that's a good question. You know, it's, uh, you know, repeat investigation. So when we did that case in, in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, you know, we were back at that house several times. Uh, we ran, you know, probably at least a half dozen full investigations. We were in constant contact with the family. Um, you know, we we thought for a while that it may have actually been the uh, spirit of the original homeowner's father because he actually – uh, committed suicide in that room where she was sleeping. Oh, so man. we had to go through a, a, a lot of investigating uh, to deduce that it was not him or um, a couple of others that may have been there. Cause there, his son, the original homeowner um, tried to commit suicide, failed in that house. And then there was a, uh, a young boy who accidentally asphyxiated himself in his closet oh, in the house. So the, all these horrible things happened there. And so, you know, we're having to deduce, okay, is it any one of, you know, these particular potential human spirits or what we ended up deducing was that there was this, you know, nasty spirit there that was attached to the land when the home was built and it was lashing out at these people to do different things to themselves. And that's where the girl Talison, that's where she was headed down. She was heading down the road of wanting to harm herself when she hadn't had those thoughts before. What are your thoughts on, um, the, the, now this may not be your expertise and you may not, be into it but what's your thought on this seems to be like this work of the occult in the elites uh you know we hear people selling their souls and stuff like that what's your take on all that uh like selling their souls to satan or something like that yeah like there's you know you know there seems to be like this kind of like this uh secret societies and of like people trying to connect with uh, spirits, dark arts, selling their soul for opportunity. What are your thoughts on all that? Well, I believe there are a lot of people that try to do that, you know, whether they're successful or not. You know, I, I believe that, you know, people can, you know, manifest, you know, whatever it is that they want in their lives, you know, whatever the, you know, mind can conceive and believe it can achieve that, you know, that sort of mentality. So, you know, and we just call it, you know, manifesting, you know, in, in our circle. So, you know, usually I try to manifest more positive things in my life, but yeah, a lot of people believe that, you know, if they do this certain ceremony, 
you know, it's going to manifest whatever it is that they're, they're looking for in their life. And so it may be, you know, darker in nature than others. Um, there are certainly secret societies out there. You know, are there organizations out there that are, you know, pulling strings around the world? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I spent a couple of years at NSA. I've seen some of the stuff. So yeah, it, there Damn, are things that happen dude, behind this the scenes. This guy's yeah. got it all going right? down. Game, game programmer, NSA, Air Ghost Force. Hunter. Air Force. Do you teach dancing yeah. too? Are you- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do all this because I can't sing or dance. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're living in, in just some interesting times. You know, the Super Bowl's coming up. And, you know, of course, once the Super Bowl happens, all the conspiracy theorists will be like, look at the occult. It's the occult everywhere and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I had a woman who did exorcisms on my show and she talked about, you know, demons, uh, the light, these uh, um, archangels. Uh, and Lucifer, is that? Do you believe those those exist in realms? Well, you know, on some level, yeah. You know, there are you know more positive and negative entities out there. I I think over the millennia we have assigned names to them, and um, you know, I think you know you look at the old you know goetic grimoires, you know, stuff like Aleister Crowley was into. Um, you know, it was you could almost look at it as demonic folklore. You know, that, you know, there are all these legends out there, are these different demons, and they all have these different names. And, you know, I believe it's all rooted in some truth. So, yeah, I believe that there are, you know, certainly more positive and negative beings out there that, you know, are are influencing our world, uh, you know, on some level. And, you know, what exactly their motivations are. I don't I think we try to understand what those motivations are, but um, I think it's a little bit beyond our capacity at this point to truly understand what those are. In your in your um, adventures, ha- has this caused you to be more religious or less religious? Um, I've I've just I'm more open. So I grew up Catholic, and so I had a very religious uh, upbringing and background. And you know, I've never I've never denounced my um you know christian faith you know i and i still will to this day say that i'm a christian it's just very different than than the way i grew up or even you know my young adulthood i kind of went away from the catholic church and i was trying some other like non-denominational christian churches um it's just very different i i believe i have a you know wider understanding you know of the world and spirituality and i've you know and i've and i've dove into you know some of the old um the other text like you know the the Nag Hammadi gospels and the apocrypha and you know uh you know some of the ancient Egypt on my desk over there I have the uh, Egyptian book of the dead so you know I've, I've looked into a lot of these different things and just you know opened myself up to a lot of different ideas because you know our our humanity has um really just it it's been exploring for the keys to the afterlife and each culture has had their own way of trying to explain it and and try to get a grasp on it. And I think, you know, no one is completely correct. They all have elements of what that truth is. And, you know, somewhere out there is the right combination. And it's finding that combination or just not trying to find anything at all and just be in the moment. You know, it's kind of interesting, man. It's just interesting stuff. And, 
I just very much believe in a lot of it. I believe in the, but I don't know if it's it's good versus evil. It's high frequency versus low frequency, and all that stuff that's involved. And there's a battle, and we make decisions. And do you believe in possession? Do you believe someone could become possessed? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, that with uh, Talison, we saw her like borderline. You know, getting there to possession. Um, you know, I've seen. Yeah, all, yeah, I've seen all kinds of interesting video. I mean, it's, there's plenty out there in the internet, but you know, from from people that I trust as uh, you know, who are actually designated as demonologists, and they've shared plenty with me. That's like, okay, sure, I, I certainly believe that. But I've also, you know, have felt things trying to get inside me at different times, and you know, those are moments in which I actually you know, bring up my Christian faith and will actually just pray against it, and then boom, it, it goes away. It hasn't happened in a long time, but yeah, just you know, maybe a handful of times something is tried, and so it's like, okay, so that's I, I have a glimpse of of what that feels like, and it's that's a scary moment. Um, so I I really feel for those that actually do get taken over. Uh, you know, we we live in Los Angeles here. Uh, I personally think there's the the city is snagging homeless people and they're slowly, not quickly. They're doing it slowly. So nobody's like, where the fuck did all the homeless people go? But I drive by these encampments and it's full. And then one day it's empty, but everything's there. And then the next day it's all gone. And you're like, but nobody's going to complain if you do it slowly. But I watch these people, man. And I just believe like a lot of them are possessed. I mean, they call, we say it all the time here, but you know, it's like alcohol. They call spirits for a reason. And <laughs> I, I just, you see these guys are like, blah, 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 blah. you're like, okay, man, that's some crazy, like, have you, does your drugs, do drugs and alcohol allow you to be susceptible to uh, being possessed? Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a legitimate question. I think that at times, if if you become an addict and, you know, you're always strung out yes, or please. you're always, you know, drunk or whatever, I, I think you leave yourself open to a lot of things, you know, potentially, you know, could happen to you. Now, if you, if you get, a, you know, a, a little tipsy with your wife one night or whatever, you know, probably not. But, you know, if you're consistently... Um, you know, strung out or what have you. Yeah. You're probably going to be more prone to those things happening. And you know, that's, oh, it, it's, um, it's tough, you know, to try to assess what's actually going on. So when, you know, you describe a person kind of blah, 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 like that, you know, you know, is it the drugs, you know, do they have schizophrenia? You know, do they have some other you know neurological issues going on, you know, or, or they're possibly possessed. So there's a lot of different things that could be, you know, factoring in there, you know, it could be, you know, a few of them, you know, if not just one. So uh, we're going to wrap it up here in a couple of minutes, but I just want to ask you, can you tell us a little bit about the black eyed children, slender man and, uh, or the, or, or the crawlers? Like I'd love all that stuff. I'd love to hear a little bit about each one of them and what they represent. Yeah, the crawlers, uh, they're another type of shadow entity, and I've actually had a crawler experience. It was at a, a abandoned church out in the middle of nowhere. Um, there were, you know, local legends of, you know, people doing some occult work up there and, you know, conjuring this thing up. And, you know, you take that with a grain of salt, you know, it's an abandoned church and, you know, it's kind of burned out and there's all kinds of graffiti all over the place. So yeah, who knows what anybody did, but, um, you know, we were down in the basement of that church one night and we saw this shadow slip in through the window 
And all of a sudden, you know, the things circling us around the room, you're seeing like these really fast and really long, like arms and legs kind of flailing about. And at some point it hit the floor because a bottle went flying and smacked against the, the metal railing that was there. And, you know, it was, uh, it was getting kind of crazy in there. So uh, the, the psychic medium that was with us at the time suggested, okay, let's like, you know, say a couple of prayers, you know, sing a hymn or whatever, kind of lighten the atmosphere, make a more positive energy. And we did drive that thing out of there and ended up slipping right back out the window. So it was like, okay, that was the crawler that everybody talks about. That was pretty crazy. Um, you know, as far as like black eyed children, I think those are another type of interdimensional being different than shadow entities. Cause this is where you have, you know, it's a full, you know, bodied, you know, person as, as a child, you know, just all black eyes. Um, they, they just very drab. They're very monotone when they speak And their, their whole game, their whole game, their whole goal is to get into your home or your car. People report them coming up to the car too. And, they, they speak very oddly because they'll say things like, you want to invite me in. You want me to watch TV with you. you know, Come you, you play with us, Danny. Or something like that. Come play with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah come play with us. That sort of thing. It's like, um, yeah, and the, the person that's like the victim, you know, they're kind of torn because you know, they have this like, okay, I don't know who this is, but they're a child. I want to invite them in. And then you know, they have the other like um, – you know, flight response going on. Like, okay, this is totally creepy. Yeah. I need to slam the door on a child. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye kid. Go get a paper route job. What? Ha- I mean, I, the obvious question here is what happens if you do invite them in? I mean, does, does that grant them some kind of, uh, yeah, dude, dominion you got, the in, in the home? Well, I mean, they're in, they're in your house. Yeah. One of the stories that I know of with that, where, um, where it got invited in, what was actually at a car and the, um, the mother had run into the store to to just grab something real quick. It left the kid in the car, and the black eyed kid had actually come up to the car, and the kid, the the child, actually invited Jeez, the black eyed kid into the car. And so the mother comes back and sees that there's this other kid in the car, which Whoa. is his jet black eyes. And so uh, she tells the the black eyed kid to get out of there. But then. You know, all kinds of crazy stuff ended up happening where um, I, I can't remember the circumstance, but for some reason, because she was so freaked out that this happened, she had called the husband uh, to come and, and pick them up or whatever. And he ended up driving that particular car back. He ended up getting in a uh, nasty car accident. But just before that nasty car accident happened, there was like this real foul odor that kicked up. And so, yeah, it was really bizarre. So the idea is that if you invite them in, then, you know, these nasty and nefarious things are going to happen. Uh, you mentioned the odor. Is that something that happens with demons or before something crazy happens? Well, you should get a smell. Um, you know, people... Yeah, people associate, you know, those type of foul smells or the sulfuric uh, sense, you know, to be more demonic in nature. You know, if you're on a paranormal investigation, you know, sometimes you kind of look to the, you know, guy to your left and you're like, was that you? (laughs) (laughs) Some farts. It's like, I'm really, it's haunted in here. You're like, yeah, it's haunted. I got to go. Bye. Real quick. (laughs) Um, Slender man, obviously slender man became big recently in pop culture. Some teenage kids were getting into slender man. What, What is slender man? For these boomers over here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Slenderman, <laughs> yeah, Slenderman uh, is actually a piece of fiction that, well, we don't know if it's real or not anymore. So, yeah, it, it began as a piece of fiction through a, um, yeah, it was a Photoshop contest on the Something Awful forums. The the users, Eric Newton was the guy, used the name uh, Victor Surge, and you know the contest was just okay. Submit a creepy photo. Well, he created two with this 
you know, what's known as Slender Man in the background, and there's these kids on the playground. So it's this very creepy, disconcerting image. And he added to it that wasn't required for the contest these couple little lines to almost like tell a story. And it made the whole, you know, photo creepier. And people really liked it. So because everybody really liked it, he made a couple more. So a couple more photos, a little bit more of the story. And everybody liked that too. So they started creating their own Slender Man photos and their own little story snippets. And, you know, this kept happening, compounding, compounding, compounding. Well, all of a sudden you have all this legend and lore and all these photos and artwork of this Slender Man character. And it ends up going up on uh, creepypasta and all that. Well, along the way, um, you know, you have the unfortunate thing with the girls there where you know, they tried to murder their friend in the name of Slender Man, thinking that he was going to, you know, make them proxies and they could live in the Slender Mansion off in the forest, um, which, which is, you know, very, I mean, that's just sad, you know, it's yeah. terrible. But, um, you know, people, you know, theorize now that there may be a, what we call Slender Man Tulpa out there. So this is a, a sentient being that has been manifested through thought forms, kind of the old Buddhist concept. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, concept. Yeah. Enough people so, believe you know, in it. It's real. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I don't doubt you know some of these things are real. Now, the, where <laughs> I, I find it kind of interesting, you hear uh, about the idea of topomancy that you know you know people are actually you know have this craft of creating these these sentient beings, and I, I see them trying to do it with like different enemy characters. Like, okay, now they have an enemy character topa walking around with them, which is kind of interesting. So it's it's almost to me kind of almost the take on the imaginary friend concept, you know, from like back when I was a kid. So, you know, were some of these imaginary imaginary friends today actually become real over time? Possibly. Jeez, Louise, these kids, and they want to let these kids vote. They're like trying to make <laughs> anime kids real. They're like, can we do, can let we, them vote. Can we do this with Santa Claus, please? <laughs> yeah. That's that's that would be the greatest. That would be until a guy shows comes down your chimney and you're like, fuck, dude, yeah. what are you doing here? He's got a shotgun. Game's different now. So total <laughs> number of experience you've had personally. What would you put that number at? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Over 10? <laughs> That's like somebody tried to ask me how many paranormal investigations I've been. I have no idea. Hundreds. Hundreds? Wow. 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 Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I put my well, I put myself in the situation all the yeah. time, so, you know. I don't want to get personal, but do you have a woman in your life, and what does she think about you hunting like ghosts and shit? <laughs> Yeah, my girlfriend Nicole, she's actually a psychic medium, so this oh, is like perfect, totally bro. up her up her alley too. So yeah. Perfect. You don't want to get a girl that does not believe in ghosts. Right. That will not go well. <laughs> Do you gotta talk about ghosts all the time? It's like annoying. I you know, I would start getting jealous of girl ghosts. Yeah. Oh, you oh, seen this ghost? <laughs> Are you seeing another ghost? <laughs> so Mike, uh real quick again, could you tell our listeners uh uh where they can find you and uh what are the names of your other books so they can look them up? I'm gonna put it all in the uh, in the yeah. description, but if you want to just break it down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, latest book is A Walk in the Shadows, a complete guide to shadow people. Um, I have 10 other books on you know, paranormal activities, the entire Encounters of the Paranormal series, Ghosts of Maryland, Ghosts and Legends of Oklahoma. I also oh, have shit. two mystery novels, uh, Deadly Airs and System of the Dead. You can find me at MikeRicksecker.com, uh, HauntedRoadMedia.com, also the Haunted Road Media YouTube channel, and uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole YouTube channel, which is where we do our, our live stream shows. I also, just a week and a half ago, 
uh, launched the ConnectedUniversePortal.com. So this is a place, uh, it's, a, it's a membership site, but it also is uh, going to have uh, classes and all kinds, of, uh, all kinds of different courses on supernatural and paranormal activity. So uh, definitely check that out. Become a Ghostbuster, dog. I'm in. Do you give scholarships? Well, I mean, it's not scholarships, but, you know, they're full-fledged courses on stuff like this, on, um, you know, on shadow phenomenon, on interdimensional beings. Um, it's called Connected Universe. So we're going to get into a lot of the inner workings of, of the universe, spirituality, and all those sorts of things. I love it. Mike, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Uh, uh, thank you, Johnny. Thank you, XG. This has been a great episode. We appreciate it. And anytime you got something else you want to talk about, Mike, uh, please come back uh, on. He's He is Mike Rick Sicker. Right? Did I get that right? Did I get it wrong? Rick Secker. Close Rick Secker. There we go. I went an hour. I tried my hardest, dude. And that's all you can ask for someone. He came. He I saw appreciate like, it, guys. He kicked great. a whole lot of ass. And uh, thank you guys for your support. Greatly appreciate to see you guys in North Carolina and Raleigh with Johnny's Zan. We go deep, homeboy. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.